All right, let's bring in our guy, Seattle Mariners star, Colton Wong, joining us after a big dub yesterday and styling as well, oh, too. Wow, Been looking cold. forward to having him on. I love the shirt, the hat, the whole deal. Great dub last night to start off the season. Colton, how you doing? How was opening day? Dude, hey, that was such a vibe, man. I was telling the guys, I was like, you know, like I've been in St. Louis, I've been in Milwaukee, and coming here and seeing how excited this crowd was after last year, hey, that was special, man. I enjoyed every part of it. Is it more? Was it more than St. Louis and Milwaukee? I mean, you you got to do a lot in St. Louis and Milwaukee. This is oh, cool. You still there, Colton? Yeah, I'm still oh, here. Still Sorry there. about that. I had a, had no, a no, no call. worries. No worries. Did you get a call? That's why. The only time uh, the tech is tight, but there's been twice I think where that where we lose the screen, and that's because yeah, he's a popular guy. He's getting the, oh, he's getting a FaceTime. <laughs> Who's FaceTiming you? Is Yelly FaceTiming you? Because he's... Uh, that was Mama scolding me. Get going. Uh, <laughs> oh, you got to. Oh. She's she's keeping you to the 15 minutes. Yeah, exactly. I get it. I get it. <laughs> You got ten. Uh, yes. Go ahead, Kratzy. What were you no, saying? especially you got to you got to keep it to the to the fifteen minutes because you guys are in man to man defense now with two kids. Yes. But I tell you what, man, man, right? She she's holding that's... on the fort right now in AZ. So, you know, I'm just doing oh, my man. thing right now. They come and excited for him to get back here, man. It's crazy once you have your own. How you really just can't do much without him. Congrats, man. Congrats. Now, tell tell me about the environment. Like, I want to know because. I like, I like Seattle. Yeah, hang up that phone. But <laughs> I like Seattle, like not as much as Scott likes Seattle. But, man, that environment looked incredible last night at the game. Tell us about it compared to, like, what you've been through Milwaukee postseason, St. Louis postseason. Like, you're just – you're a limelight guy. Was that a limelight yeah. game? Dude, big time. I mean, I was saying it kind of had, like – Kind of had like a Boston feel, you know, with like the cold weather, but it also had the West Coast vibe. It was it was crazy, man. Like just seeing uh, Washington for the first time, seeing how excited these guys were, man, it just blew me away. You know, the, the intro coming in and seeing everybody getting hype. And then during the game, dude, it was like playoff atmosphere. You know, like every single big situation, they were on their feet. Every single time Julio stepped up, they are on their feet, man. It was the coolest thing ever. So, you know, it's my 10th year, but I, it felt like my first, man, last year or last night. That's awesome, man. Tell us about last night, that last at-bat you had. You got hit by a pitch, the pitch clock sequence. I mean, I mean, there's a lot of variables going on now this year. So tell me about it, how it went, and, you know, what, what your thoughts are right now on the whole situation. Yeah, this is my first, first at-bat, first pitch, I almost got banged. I, I looked up, and it was nine seconds, and it was like one of those, like, oh, God, just tensed up and kind of, like, <laughs> got ready. I was like, oh, I didn't want to be that guy to be banged first freaking pitch, so. Uh, that was cool, but yeah, man, it's just honestly the the bat last night was sick, dude. It was sick. It was it was a good one against Karnacek. You know, just trying to battle, trying to do what I can. Uh, that dude's kind of he's nasty, like everybody knows. So just trying to lock in, man. You know, knowing that Ty was was on fire last night, I just wanted to get the line moving, keep going, and and do what I could. And you know, I was able to work that walk or hit by pitch, and you know, hey, it worked out perfect for us. Yeah, France got the job done. The the bullpen after Castillo was nasty. So that sequence was the game, though. I mean, to me, Karen Cech gets called for the violation. I think he was a multiple offender during spring training, too, because he works super slow. That's his thing. So he's still trying to adjust. Yeah. And you could see his expressions, too. He's like, oh, damn, yeah. You know, it happened again. Like, do you feel like the momentum swung towards your side? Because that was the game for the offense right there. Like, he, he was ahead. Then he eventually um issues the walk then you get on and then france hits the homer like pitch clock led to some runs in it to an extent 
Big time, bro. Big time. You know, these guys don't have the opportunity to step out and, and really collect themselves. And, you know, same for hitters. But for us, like, the more we think, the worse we get, you know. So it works out on our benefit sometimes. I think, uh, you know, seeing that happen, man, like, it was crazy. Because once that uh, pitch call violation was called, man, the, the whole crowd just got loud. You know, it got rowdy. You know, it started getting crazy. It was, I was just, dude, I couldn't tell you how excited I was. The vibe there was insane, bro. And, like, the crowd is the reason why we got that inning going. You know, they, they got in Karnacek pretty quick, and it, it was it was insane. You could just see everything starting to unfold and unravel. And, and when Ty made that big hit, bro, it just that whole place lit up. It was just – you could feel everything shaking. I mean, vibes were going nuts, man, and we were just excited. It was a quick snatch. You know, we didn't score runs. We didn't score any runs until the eighth inning, and then Ty came up big for us. So that was awesome. Good stuff, man. Hey, I'm a big believer this year there's going to be – monster stolen bases, like numbers, astronomical, uh, even for yourself. Like, I feel like whatever you had, you're probably going to double it. And I, I've had some guys in here telling me, listen, you're crazy. Uh, they think team-wise is going to be a lot more, which I do too. Like, what 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 number do you think? What, what do you think you're going to be at this year? I feel like, honestly, you're going to be in the 50, 60 range of stolen bases. I feel like there's an opportunity for you. Dude, people don't people don't give enough credit to how big those bases are, man. It's It's insane. Uh, spring training, I stole two bases in one game. The first one, I stole sliding one. Second, I was like, you know, I'm going to see if I can stand up and steal this base. And I ended up doing it, dude. It was like, okay, you know, this is going to be a fun year. My legs stay under me and they stay healthy. I'm going to get some bags. I mean, I don't really know exactly. I don't want to put a number on it because I don't want to cap myself. But once I start getting on base more often, instead of last night, I'm going to be running. So I'm excited. Todd, you should see him when you're answering this. He's going, let's go. Let's it's go been on. one of the big debates the, the last week on the show because Pruszynski's also usually on this show with us. And he was like, yeah, there'll be some more stolen bases. And also, it's great. We can misquote him because he's not here right now. But but Todd's like, yo, I'm telling you, he's like, some guys might double their stolen base totals. Like, we were looking at the leaders from last year in the American League. Like, Cedric, Cedric Mullins was mm -hmm. top three. He had, what, 34? And Todd's like, he might steal 70 I'm this year. I'm saying 70. So I'm telling you, man. Do, do you think, like, what were some of your teammates, too? You got some fast teammates. Were some of them saying the same thing? Like, oh, my gosh. Like, the game has changed. Big time, dude. I mean, especially with the pitch, the pickoffs. You know, because, like, majority of the time, you can kind of read these guys now because they know they only have two opportunities to pick off. You know, so you're starting to see guys fall into rhythm. You're starting to see guys, you know, with a little, you know, hard head tap and whatnot and, you know, they don't really know exactly how to hide it, you know, yet. So, you know, I definitely think you're going to you're going to see a lot more stolen bases. I mean, the bases are bigger, so we can dive to the back part of the base now. When we're getting back, so our leads can get bigger. Um, you know, when you're still in the second, man, you can, the swim move is huge now because you got to cover so much range trying to tag this dude. So it's going to be it's going to be awesome, dude. Like, I'm excited to see the game get back to this point where, you know, you got grinders out there who are going to steal the bases, who are going to put down bunts, do the little things, man, and go the opposite way. Uh, it's bringing the beauty, beauty of the game back and then speeding it up at the same time. I think, you know, all the moves that we've made so far are pretty good. Todd wants to know if four and a half inches is huge or not. <laughs> to me, That's it is. What he, to you, it is? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, baby. I love that. I appreciate, no, do you, I appreciate like, that. Like, you were, you were hitting on both sides of it. You know, the bases are bigger. But that to me, that's negligible. And obviously, I'm not stealing any bases. I'm trying to throw you out. Mm. How long do you think the pitchers are going to be able to make the adjustment? Because I'm not even sure. Who's your first base coach in Seattle? I should know this. Negron. Chris Negron. Oh, Chris Negron. Chris Negron, your big God. Cincinnati guy. The my roomie. That was my roomie. That's a that. guy. Hey, yeah. that's. How are you my first base coach now? 
That's that's heck? a dude. Like he's he's younger than you. That's awesome. <laughs> the, uh, no, no, but like like what are the things that he's he's telling you guys? Because the best first base coaches, you know, you've had some turd first base coaches, I'm sure. That are just like you know you had, you had Q you had Q at Milwaukee. That guy's a stud. But the the turds who stand over there and are like, uh, yeah, like uh, one four five. Like good luck. Like what's <laughs> what's what's Chris telling you? When you're going over there, like, hey, this guy has no idea. He's a double tap guy, and we go. Like, is he yeah. is he like, hey, this is gonna last for a month? Is this gonna last the whole season? What what are you guys what are you guys seeing? Yeah, I mean, like you said, you know, majority of the guys now at first base are incredible, man. They're breaking down guys left and right, you know, just the smallest little things and, and we're able to take advantage of those things. And and Chris is just as good, you know, as QB. You know, Quinn Barry's one of my favorite dudes, man. He used to lock me in all the time. And I was running nonstop with him, too. And anytime I get thrown out, he'd be like, hey, K-Dub, that's my bad, man. That's my bad. I was like, hey, it's all good, bro. Let's do it. But, you know, it's, a- it's crazy. You guys put in so much work, and they're constantly finding these little things, little tendencies that pitchers fall into that you tend to overlook. You know, you just kind of see – you think it's part of their delivery. And the next thing you know, like, once you figure out the cue, it's like, holy smokes, bro. I can see this so easy, you know. And it's, it's crazy, man. I think, you know, pitchers are going to have to slow down. They're going to have to be a little more – cautious of like you know what they're doing with their body you know and that's the biggest thing with the pitch clock too is like they don't have the time to do that so you know i think ball is kind of in our court right now and uh you know i think as the season goes things will slow down but i i'm, I'm with you todd i think stolen bases are going to go through the roof this year and i think guys are you know ready to do it you think well as a catcher no you guys are going to start getting thrown out like we we got you they'll have athletic catchers back there we got you is your shoe get real quick you said q like, is your shoe game? Because I know Q's a huge fan of our show, so he's always watching. Is your shoe game more on point than his? Or are you guys kind of – do you guys tail each other? Do you guys kind of, like, enjoy each other's game? I think Q knows the answer to that. My shoe game stomps on his shoe game. Oh, <laughs> let's go! <laughs> no, man, he's got some fire, bro. He had some last year. I used to always just – just big, bring him up every single time. Like, damn, bro, those are sick. And he had that little pimp walk walk at the first base, you know. Just <laughs> he loves, he loves that short walk. walk bro. <laughs> oh, he's the man, man. That dude. Talk about just the kind of guy you need in the clubhouse, a coach, and you know, a player who never forgot, bro. I mean, he kept everything so loose and so relaxed. You know, that whole organization, man. I have nothing but good things to say about Milwaukee. It was one of the best times I had there. That's awesome. Uh, I want I want to revert back to something else. Uh, Hawaii, man. Love that, mm. love that state, man. I've always wanted to either have a game there or have a professional team there, man. Because it's so, they're so proud. You guys are so prideful out there. You guys love the game of baseball, and it's always warm out there. And I, I played in Hawaiian Winter League. I played the last year there, where the Waikiki Beach Boys. We were champions. Let's go. Um, <laughs> hey, hey, watch out! But what do you think about? I mean, wouldn't that be pretty cool to have a game, at least a game there? Or, you know, a couple. Major league teams or something have an exhibition. I think that would be so cool, man. Right, right at the university there, wouldn't that be awesome? That'd be insane, dude. I mean, that that would be a for me. That'd be a dream come true. You know, being a kid born and raised in that island, uh, for me, the University of Hawaii was our big league team. You know, and we really didn't know much else. You know, you'd watch TV and stuff, but everyone seemed so far away when you grew up in Hawaii. So just like, oh yeah, that's cool. Um, you know, but dude, I, I remember. Uh, you know, they, they do the uh, that J- that Japanese classic or whatever, and they always have guys go, and, you know, that's, like, where they practice and whatnot. And, man, I want to go that so bad. 
it was, it was the coolest thing ever. I think Kirby went in uh, 2017. It was the last time they went, and he was telling me, he was like, dude, it's so cool, man. Just being around all the people there, the excitement. I mean, I think we can do it, dude. I know, I know they've done, like, you know, exhibitions and stuff there before, but getting some games out there would be amazing, dude. The people out there love baseball. Like you said, they're passionate. They enjoy it. And uh, you can really just, you know, get a crowd going out there, man. They love it. You give them a little beer out there, and it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. I love it. Hey, Colton, I have one more for you on the rules, because in my mind, the shift restrictions are also huge. We've been talking a lot about it on the hitting side and how, of course, I mean, lefties are loving it. But um, position player defense side, for someone like you, I was, I was looking back at, at um, when you joined Milwaukee, and Craig Council was telling me, like, he has completely changed him things for us i'm like yeah no shit you had mike Bastakis at second base it's kratzy's boy but i'm like no offense like T-show, they mike had this jumbo package at second like they had every guy on at second was like a big beef a monster big yeah. beef absolutely now, it, now and even then like that's before shift restrictions they're like all right now can we get a guy who's who's rangy as hell with us and colton and, and change things for us now take it even a step further where you can show off the range and the athleticism so what do you think about the shift restrictions Dude, I love it, man. I do. I think it just brings back the pureness of the game, bro. You can't take away all these hits from these guys. Oh, man, Freddie Freeman used to line up to me in, in short right all the time, and I'd feel so bad, dude, catching his line trucks. He's going to me like 106, and I'm right here just, sorry, Freddie. Got you, bud. You know, it's just like, God. If a guy does that good in a big league game, bro, you cannot take away a line drive in short right field. It just hurt me, but – Honestly, honestly, dude, I love the fact that athleticism is coming back to the game. You know, you got to have guys who respect the game on both sides, who play the game hard on both sides. And I think that's the biggest thing, dude. You know, I think Milwaukee was like the first to kind of start bring, bringing the big boppers in the second base and, and, and creating that whole shift routine. And, you know, it was cool, man, because I think it gave guys opportunities. But then you started to see the game kind of go different. You know, you started to not see, you know, the athleticism and the guys out there who like make those crazy plays. I mean, Offense is always going to be the biggest thing, but when you see someone make a good defensive play, it's always fun to watch, you know, and that's one of the things that I think we're bringing back to TV is understand that there's, you know, a lot of different ways to play this game. There's going to be a lot of different people who play this game, you know, but if you can play on both sides of the, of the field and do it really well, I think that, that respect level for me goes through the roof. I'm with you. I think the narrative shouldn't be overchanging it. I mean, we're just bringing it back to what it was. Like, that's what I watched growing up, right? The time, the the athleticism, the range on D, all that. We didn't have a billion shifts. Last one from me. Um, who's who's the funny guy on the Mariners right now? Because you got this new ball club for you. Like, who's dropping lines left and right? Because it's also good scouting for us, right? Like, Rowdy Telez comes on the show pretty frequently, and, and he's a guy where I'm like, the world needs to know, and you know, how ridiculously funny Raddy Telez is. Um, he's going to be an international superstar by the time we get through this season on this show. But you got anyone on the Mariners? Honestly, man, Ty France is probably one of the funniest guys on the team. It's all these first basemans, man. I think they talk so much at first that they just – they're so savvy and they're so smart with what they say, man. He comes up with some funny things. So, you know, I got to give it to the first baseman. I feel like they just – they get to talk to guys more than we do. So they tend to pick up on some cool jokes and stuff, and they – try to make it their own. So I'll, I'll, I'll say, you know, for sure, Ty is, is a funny guy on our team right now. If you're awkward, like, and you can't talk at first, like, it's it's got to be brutal. I'm sure there were some. We'll get some stories from you guys after, yeah. but, right? I got one right you off got the game. One? <laughs> All right, save it. We'll talk. We'll let him go. He's got to go back to man-on-man man 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 press there. Yeah. Colin, thank you so much, man. Happy uh, opening day in baseball season. We appreciate having you on, and we'd love to have you again sometime. Anytime, fellas. Thank you guys for having me, man. This is a blast.